the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Al Conservador Radio Show is sponsored by George Rodriguez on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Time for the El Conservador Radio Show with George Rodriguez. George is a constitutional conservative who loves to expose fake news and liberals. Be a part of the show. Call 210-308-8867. And now, El Conservador, George Rodriguez. Howdy, 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 my friends. George Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you from San Antonio, deep in the heart of South Texas. How is everybody on this beautiful Saturday April 27th, and it is a gorgeous day. We had some storms uh, come through last, uh, when was it, uh, Wednesday? Uh, Wednesday and uh, a little bit uh, of yesterday week here in San Antonio. So, uh, you know, we, we went out there and enjoy it. Um, all right, so let's jump into immigration news and what is happening uh, with illegal immigration uh, around, the, uh, around the state and uh, on a national level, too. Well, first of all, very, very interesting uh, happenings of the border. Where this past week, uh, big news, uh, Mexican authorities began um, uh, detaining and arresting hundreds of Central American migrants as they moved uh, through uh, Chiapas, through the state of Chiapas. This happened uh, on Monday, and more of it happened on Tuesday. Uh, apparently, it's a crackdown on the caravans um, uh, that started moving through the uh, through through Mexico last year. Uh, the detentions come amid. Uh, pressure from uh, the Trump administration uh, on Mexico to help stop the flow of illegal aliens that are, uh, you know, going that are traveling right through the middle of Mexico and some just uninhibited in most cases. Mexican police and immigration agents targeted uh, groups, uh, particularly people at the end of a uh, 3000 person migrant caravan uh, as migrants were passing through uh, a little community in, in Chiapas. Men, women, and children were uh, rounded up and put into vehicles, uh, and sometimes forcefully. What's very ironic in this whole situation, my friends, is um, that uh, the Central Americans, uh, and I guess most of the other uh, folks that are trying to enter the country illegally, are trying to enter our country illegally, as well as traveling through Mexico illegally, um, have uh, this misconception, this 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 real real uh, sense of entitlement, uh, because um, these Central Americans that were being arrested were demanding their rights. You know, they they are in Mexico illegally, but they were demanding rights. Uh, rights. You know, somebody needs to explain to these leftists and liberals that there really really is no such thing as human rights. There are the rights that are dictated by uh, there is a government um, that uh, establishes its own rules, as most governments do. Uh, but uh, you know, there uh, somebody that's that's tras- trespassing through a country uh, illegally, they have no rights. But uh, nevertheless, these people were demanding their human rights. Mexico's action not only, um, is not only the result of uh, Mexican pressure, I mean, the U.S. pressure. I mean, let's not say that it's own that, but it's also the result because Mexican communities are, are complaining about these migrants that have congregated in their communities. Um, you know, as they're waiting to cross into the border, these people have caused a lot of distress and anger uh, among uh, Mexican citizens. Mexico has long claimed that illegal immigration is uh, an American problem, but now the use them as a doormat uh, to to enter the United States illegally, and apparently they don't like it. If Central American nations could, would control their, you know, Democrats and liberals here in the United States would stop excusing and rewarding illegal immigration, perhaps the border crisis uh, would be resolved. While, uh, you know, Mexico has benefited, let's face it, they have benefited uh, immigration and uh, and as well as receiving did you know that uh, 17 they received uh, 28.8 million do- billion excuse me 28.8 billion dollars uh, from uh, their people working in the United States 
for Mexicans working in the United States. $28.8 billion. That's a lot of money. So, you know, Mexico has profited from it. But now now they're seeing that, uh, you know, these uh, these caravans uh, are parking themselves in Mexican communities and causing problems. Um, you know, as uh, as the United States tightens up its security and uh, forces these caravans to wait in Mexico, Mexican communities are going to be affected more and more by these illegal aliens that are Mexican illegal aliens or illegal aliens in Mexico, should I say. You know, health and crime are becoming a big issue to these folks. Feeding and sheltering these migrants, you know, has become a challenge to these uh, Mexican communities. And there's a lot of resentment. There's a lot of resentment among Mexican citizens because there's all sorts of international groups that are coming in to help these migrants, these so-called migrants, while poor Mexicans, you know, the ones that really, really are suffering poverty there, um, in overlooked and 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 being ignored. Uh, it, it it's a very, very interesting situation that they've got, and uh, it looks like Mexico is beginning to feel the pinch, my friends, of illegal immigration as they realize that they've created this model by allowing they've created this monster by allowing freely and in some cases facilitated these migrants these illegal alien caravans uh, and, uh as well as the cartels now taking advantage of it there was um there is footage uh that was on tv the other day of uh, uh that would that was captured footage of uh a cartel uh members with rifles and guns well armed dropping off some uh guadalans were picked up almost very disconcerting that uh, these cartel members are armed. Uh, they are dangerous. So Mexico is upset with the um, tight border control, as well as a lot of folks in, in the United States. But, you know, my friends, the United States must stand tough on, on, Ill on illegal immigration and immigration control. We've got uh, tough at any cost, and I will say that at any cost. To me, border security is much more important than avocados and car parts. Yes, I'll say it again. To me, Border security and uh, and is much more important than avocados and car parts, and that's gonna that really upsets people who are into uh, international trade and free trade. But Mexico, Mexico needs to control its own southern border and address this uh, this issue of these caravans. You know they're feeling the pressure, but uh, that it, it it's their own. They have done this to themselves. Continuing a little bit more with uh, with um, this topic. Um, the cost, there was a, a, um, a report regarding the cost of illegal immigration, of illegal aliens to taxpayers. There is a constant debate about this, that, that illegal aliens, they pay taxes too. Well, I got news for you, my friends. The fact of the matter is that illegal aliens take more out of the system than they put into the system. There is a net loss on how much they, they put into the economy. There is a net loss. The U.S. Supreme Court uh, released uh, is going to consider that they're going to consider, uh, should I say, the U.S. Supreme Court, uh, the, the count, uh, whether or not to count illegal aliens in the 2020 census. And the, that adding the, the citizenship question uh, could result in. Unity. However, Mexic uh, American taxpayers, my friends, that's residing in their community beca because they are it is a public cost. Uh, many Americans have complained for a long, long time about the growing cost uh, to taxes, especially uh, regarding the impact of the, uh, the, the current surge of, of uh, Central American families. I'll use that in, in quotes uh, sarcastically. The, these families are having uh, on, on our economy and on our uh, on, on our taxes. Um, Daniel Stern, the uh, director of FAIR, he says uh, while we're talking. We're talking about billions of dollars in taxpayer benefits uh, over the next few years being paid out, uh, you know, the, in enormous amounts uh, from the uh, from an income that comes into the uh, into the uh, uh, Treasury. That's absolutely, absolutely, uh, you know, minuscule to what to what we're putting out. It is uh, very, very important, my friends. It's very, very important that we understand, again, that this is a net loss uh, that is being caused by these illegal aliens. Let me give you a quick example of uh, how much money we're paying out. For example, federal benefits that are not supposed to be available to uh, illegal aliens, they do receive them anyway. For example, uh, 25,000 25, undocumented workers receive subsidized federal housing 
And uh, illegal alien children receive free education and free English lessons, as well as free breakfast and lunch. Furthermore, furthermore, Obamacare. Under federal law, hospitals and clinics are required to provide urgent medical care without regard of immigration status. So they go to emergency rooms and they get the best care. And I can understand that. But still, my friends, that's costing us. Pregnant women are entitled to prenatal and postpartum uh, care under uh, the Federal Women's Infant and Children Program, and baby delivery costs are paid for by Medicaid. A study of the American Journal of uh, Medical, uh, the American Medical Association, found that um, state and federal immigration uh, immigrant insurance programs cost uh, about two billion dollars annually in emergency treatment, and uh, that, that that doesn't count the one point twenty four billion billion that uh, go to uh, infant delivery expenses. That's a lot of money, my friends. That is a lot of money. Also, uh, there's the food stamps issue. And, you know, free public benefits, uh, including welfare and education and and social services, my friends, are magnets and rewards for illegal aliens. It is illegal immigration is bad behavior. And when we reward and bad behavior, such as illegal immigration, we encourage more of it. We are encouraging more of it to prevent illegal immigration. My friends, we're going to have to secure the border. We're going to have to secure the border. We're going to have to build the wall and stop rewarding illegal aliens with public benefits. What's the point? My friends, I will ask this rhetorically as I have asked before. What's the point of me being a lawful legal U S citizen If illegal aliens, people who broke into the country illegally, who are here illegally without permission, I'm not sure how many ways to put it, but illegal aliens get the same benefits, privileges, and and, and rights. What's the point of being a legal, lawful citizen? We've got to build a wall, my friends. We've got to stop excusing illegal immigration, and we certainly have got to stop rewarding illegal aliens. It's that simple because this is costing us, costing us and costing us the benefits. My friends, these benefits, these, uh, these, uh, uh, public, uh, benefits, whether it's school, health, uh, welfare, public housing, all of those, my friends, all of those are nothing more are nothing more than magnets that bring. And then they keep illegal aliens here. They keep them here. Because once a person is, is, is on the dole, once a person is dependent on the federal government, you're going to have a very difficult time in weaning them off, particularly if these are immigrants that are not used to the culture and, 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 the, and the society around them. They are going to be dependent on the government forever. Once again, my friends, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you from San Antonio on KLUP. 9.30 a.m. The Answer. We'll be right back with more. Hello, El Conservador listeners. If you are interested in following George Rodriguez, El Conservador, we invite you to follow him at his internet website, elconservador.net. You can also follow him on Facebook at George Rodriguez El Conservador and on Twitter at El Conservador for daily commentaries. You can also purchase his book, El Conservador, Conservative Opinions, online at Amazon.com. The book contains essays and commentaries about illegal immigration, fake news, and race relations. If you are interested in inviting El Conservador to speak to your group or event, please contact him through Facebook or through the station at 930amtheanswer.com. El Conservador thanks you for your support. Keep the fire of freedom burning. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Once again, my friends, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you from San Antonio, deep in the heart of South Texas, on KLUP 930 AM, The Answer. Let's continue talking, uh, giving you the update of what is happening with illegal immigration. Uh, more items of, in the news. First of all, uh, the ridiculousness of, of, of uh, you know, the Democrats' misplaced values. I mean, that's the best way that I can only put it. 
uh, the New York State Legislature, uh, the Democrats have um, have uh, decided that they are going to fund college for illegal aliens, but at the same time, their legislature is going to cut the funding for Gold Star families. Now, let's understand, my friends, Gold Star families are people that have lost have lost a loved one uh, in uh, in combat uh, who is serving in the military, of course. Well, uh, you know, apparently to the New York State Legislature, they favor foreigners who are here in the United States illegally, uh, rather, and over uh, a U.S. Uh, American family that has given the ultimate sacrifice. I think that's shameful, absolutely shameful. Uh, on the positive side of it, the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals, uh, and this was this was last week, so um, we might have report, reported it, but here we've got more information on it. Um, the Ninth Circuit of Appeal, the uh, Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals uh, in California, has which has traditionally ruled against Trump uh, in all sorts of things. Well, they handed the Trump administration a rare immigration victory last week. Uh, the court temporarily lifted an order suspending the uh, what they call the migrant protection protocols. Uh, this um, allows the tra- tra- the uh, Trump administration uh, to uh, require that. Uh, Central Americans that are seeking asylum, that they stay in Mexico before their appearance in the United States in an immigration court. Now, that is really going to cause a lot of problems. It is causing a lot of problems, particularly for Mexico, who has let those folks in, because now they've got to stay in Mexico. Mexico's going to have to stay, take care of them while they're waiting their uh, their appearance in the court so that they can make their, uh, their argument uh, regarding the issue of asylum. And uh, I guarantee, my friends, that the vast majority of these people that are asking for asylum are not going to get it because they, it, because it's not, it, it's not, uh, and they they don't qualify. They don't qualify. They're fearing, fearing poverty, fearing poverty, and fearing a uh, a corrupt government is not necessarily an issue of asylum because asylum has to do with personal personal uh, persecution which is based on on certain items and these folks just don't make it they just don't don't make it so it'll be very very interesting to see how how, how this uh uh this this court um, uh ruling proceeds or stays on the other hand we've got uh, more news from the ridiculous beto o'rourke <laughs> beto uh, apparently the democratic presidential con- uh, candidate and, and and we've got to mention here real quick that he is losing a lot of steam. He is losing a lot of steam. Uh, whereas he was number three uh, among the uh, the uh, um, favorite of the of the nineteen or twenty. I'm not sure how many Democrat um, uh, presidential candidates there were. While he was number three for a while there, now he's he's sunk to number five. And apparently he's he's continuing to sink further and further. He had um, problems with uh, his campaign where some campaign with some high ranking campaign uh, folks quit on him. And, uh, you know, they've tried to put a very positive spin on it. But uh, nevertheless, he's he's hurting. Uh, So. uh, So what what is his what is his comment this time around that that really, you know, is showing how shallow he is. It really shows that. Well, he criticized President Trump's announcement that um, that to cut off aid to uh, the three Central American countries who are most responsible for sending these caravans. And he said that it would spark more immigration and asylum seekers from that from the region. You know, it's typical, typical of Beto and typical of his liberal uh, mentality, uh, who believes that, that we need to excuse and reward bad international behavior. Uh, you know, in his mind, giving nations more money is how you get them to behave. <laughs> really? Uh, you know, the poverty and the violence that are used as excuses and the, uh, for this uncontrolled uh, immigration uh, with is really, really shows uh, the liberal mindset of these folks. Democrats in the liberal uh, media, you know, uh, they, they claim that President Trump is going to cause more problems. Uh, more out uh, migration from Central America by cutting off the foreign aid. However, they ignore the fact that Central American governments are receiving not only foreign aid, but they're they're receiving remittances, and uh, their their most impoverished and least educated people are here in our country being taken care of. Now, my friends, uh, you know, just, as far as I'm concerned, that's three big strikes against these the, these nations. 
and that you know we've been rewarding them and we're getting nothing out of it so let's use a different tactic let's punish bad behavior let's punish it by by not giving them money and that that is something that 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 liberals certainly don't don't understand like mr o'rourke their position their simple mindedness their simple mindedness is that you give money you buy you buy people's uh, uh people's uh, support you buy uh, uh, another country's uh, support, you know, uh, ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. Then there's the there there's the yeah, meltdown that some some Democrats are having over the issue of um, uh, Trump's threat to uh, send all these illegal aliens to the to the sanctuary cities. As we know, um, uh, the the detention centers are overrun. People they're overrun with people right now. There are so many of these Central American illegal aliens that are being detained, that it has become uh, a, 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 a terrible situation in an absolute, uh, you know, uh, it, they, they are just overwhelmed. On top of that, you've got uh, the ACLU and various other liberal uh, legal organizations that have filed suit and, and claim that uh, detaining people uh, in these detention centers, uh, that detaining these illegal aliens in the detention centers uh, within itself is is cruelty, and so therefore they should be released. And some some of these liberal judges have agreed with that. So the question is, where do you release them? Where do you send them? Well, I'm telling you, they're they are being sent all over the place because um, here in San Antonio, for example, at the Greyhound bus station, you see a ton of illegal aliens down there waiting uh, to uh, either get enough money so they can get on a bus and go heaven knows where, uh, or they're just they just don't know what to do. They're down there just being fed and uh, taken care of by uh, uh, by organizations, uh, you know, that uh, that feel that, uh, you know, that they need to uh, reach out to these folks. Um, but uh, on this issue of sending illegal aliens to the sanctuary communities, I mean, uh, Mayor, the Philadelphia mayor, Kennedy, he responded, he responded with, uh, you know, that uh, that while Trump, the Trump administration proposes to show their disdain for basic human dignity, the city of Philadelphia would be prepared to welcome these folks, you know, uh, send them there, send them there. You know, uh, officials uh, in in sanctuary cities and other sanctuary cities largely condemned uh, the president's proposal to move their uh, the those uh, aliens into their communities. Um, there are about uh, there are almost 200 uh, sanctuary uh, municipalities uh, across the country and uh, across the U.S. And San Francisco is one of them. The city leaders there said that although they would welcome the migrants, they don't think that transporting them to the city is the best option. <laughs> then you've got uh, Ron Emanuel in in in, uh, in in Chicago who said that he would welcome the migrants with open arms. But uh, but last uh, last Sunday, the Democrats, um, uh, Nancy Pelosi and and Ben Cardin from uh, Maryland, the Democrat congressman from Maryland, they both went on and and, uh, and condemned this as a political. They denounced it as a political tactic by uh, by by Trump and certainly did not support it. <laughs> it is it's Democrats, you know, Democrat. It, it is their hypocrisy that we need to point out. Democrats support the uh, sanctuary cities on their own terms. But when the president proposes to send these folks, these illegal aliens to them, they suddenly say not in my, my backyard. <laughs> it, it is. I mean, but that is so typical, my friends, that is so, so typical of, uh, of the doggone hypocrisy that we've got uh, in these communities. You know, the, the, uh, uh, there was a, there was a, the recent situation this past week where uh, uh, the mayor of New York, De Blasio, announced his green plan for the for the uh, for the city for the city of New York, and part of that green plan included uh, included that they were they were going to uh, he was he was going to oppose and uh, try to get rid of uh, buildings that had too much steel and glass. You know, I mean. I, the whole city, the, uh, all of the major buildings are steel and glass, but he's going to try to get rid of them. So um, uh, when he was asked, you know, why does he drive an SUV? Uh, why does he have? Well, actually, he doesn't even drive it. He's got somebody that drives him 11 miles uh, to uh, his health center to work out. OK, in an SUV. When they asked him about that, he said that that was his lifestyle. 
absolute hypocrisy. That was his lifestyle. In other words, my friends, these liberals, these liberals want to tell you very bluntly, do as I say, but not as I do. Okay. What's good for the goose is not good for the gander. It's very simple to them. They want to be on top and they want to tell you how to live, but they certainly themselves do not want to live that way. And that, that, that includes, that includes the issue of sanctuary cities. They want to welcome illegal aliens to the country, just not to their communities, <laughs> just not to their communities. Okay. Illegal aliens can, can live in the United States as long as it's not in their backyard. It's that simple. I, I you know, my, uh, it, it, it is so typical of liberals. It is so typical of phony, shallow liberals. Once again, my friends, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you from San Antonio, deep in the heart of South Texas. Thank you for being with us. want to encourage you to um, tell your friends about our program and uh, hopefully uh, help us. Uh, we're going to be looking uh, in the near future to um, for uh, uh, sponsors, for supporters, uh, financial support for our program so that we can uh, continue it and we can possibly expand on it. So, uh, once again, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you from San Antonio, deep in the heart of South Texas. We will be right back. Don't go away. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Once again, my friends, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you from San Antonio, deep in the heart of South Texas, on KLUP 930 AM, The Answer. Continuing, let's uh, talk some more about uh, what is happening at the border and what is happening in your own backyard, because this is affecting us all, my friends. This is, uh, there is, we mentioned uh, before uh, on our program a couple of uh, weeks ago about uh, the um, the amount of illnesses and, and um sicknesses that are popping up all over the place. I call it, I describe it, my friends, as passive germ warfare. Passive because it's not, uh, it's not a warfare that is intentional, or maybe it is, but I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt. It's not an intentional attack by an enemy. Uh, it is passive. It is, it is coming in in the name of humanitarianism. And uh, what is happening is because there are so many illegal aliens coming in, not being processed and being released. Uh, all sorts of illnesses are entering our country, my friends, all sorts of illnesses. And uh, it's getting worse. It's getting worse because now uh, people are beginning to, to report it a whole lot more. For example, there were 20 illegal aliens uh, from the Democratic Republic of the Congo, uh, which were being monitored for Ebola in uh, both in, in shelters in Nuevo Laredo, Mexico. And uh, the folks in Laredo, Texas, have been watching it very, very close. Not only are our borders, my friends, being uh, uncontrolled for, uh, you know, are, are being overrun by illegal immigration and criminal activity. Now the issue is a health concern. The World Health, health Organization considered, has considered declaring a global emergency in response to the recent massive outbreaks of Ebola. Uh, in the uh, in the Democratic Republic of the Congo, well, these Congolese migrants—again, we use that term very loosely—these uh, migrants in uh, Nuevo Laredo uh, are showing how quickly a dangerous disease can spread around the world and to our borders. It's very distressing to me, you know, that um, our border patrol agents are are not only being overworked, but now they're being subjected to physical attacks by illegal aliens and. These diseases, this, these highly contagious diseases, TB, measles, uh, are, are, are rampant now, Ebola. You know, and at the same time, you've got uh, leftists and liberals here in the United States who have been fighting, you know, a passive aggressive war, a passive aggressive war against the United States within our borders, my friends, regarding the border security and immigration control. Health issues, my friends, health issues are very, very critical to us. We must secure the border and control immigration to guard against health, to guard the health of America's citizens. Not only not only the, the safety, but the health of our citizens. And, uh, you know, it, it's really, really, it, it's really, really dangerous. We've also got a report this past week of, uh, of a flu 
that is rampant in the Laredo sector of the Border Patrol. Um, there are reports that uh, that certain illegal aliens in the Laredo sector were taken into custody and were feeling very sick with very, very high fevers. Um, the, uh, the, alien, the aliens... Uh, were taken to uh, the Laredo Hospital where they reported where they were uh, rep- diagnosed with a rare now here we go with a rare and highly contagious type of influenza. Uh, the Border Patrol was informed that that type of influenza uh, carries carried by these uh, illegal aliens is not seen in this area and is uh, considered very dangerous. Again, my friends, illegal aliens in in custody are really, really just, you know, uh, we don't know what the heck they are carrying. And the Border Patrol agents are being exposed to these diseases. Uh, The uh, union reps for the Border Patrols in that area uh, came, uh, told told the agents, told the Border Patrol agents that uh, if they come into contact with, you know, they they need to document the exposure, uh, their exposure to the disease because uh, it's that serious, it's that dangerous. All right, let's uh, let's talk about local politics here in San Antonio and the uh, the issue of sanctuary community. Now, San Antonio, my friends, claims that they are not that they are not a uh, sanctuary community, that they are not a sanctuary city. However, there are two incidents incidents that have uh, uh, raised uh, serious questions about that. First of all is the very, very serious incident that happened uh, back in December of 2017 when um, the uh, San Antonio Police Department stopped a, uh, a truck that had about 12 illegal aliens or suspected illegal aliens inside the tractor trailer. Uh, and instead of handing them over to the federal officials, to federal immigration officials, they were let go. Why? Because the city, the, 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 the police chief and the city did not want to cooperate. They did not want to cooperate with uh, with ICE and with the Border Patrol. So, uh, you know, although they didn't say that, they didn't say that. That's exactly how it turned out. On the other hand, the city of San Antonio has um, has budgeted a uh, has budgeted uh, some money to defend illegal aliens. Uh, you know, there is a state law. There is a state law in 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 uh, in Texas that addresses the issue of sanctuary cities and public uh, and public funding. Well, apparently it doesn't matter to the, uh, to the liberals and the leftists uh, who are at city hall in San Antonio. Uh, so at any rate, uh, the, uh, there were, there were, uh, uh, there were some lawsuits that were filed against the, 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 the police chief and the city uh, over the handling of these, um, of these suspected uh, illegal aliens because they took off and nobody knows what happened to them. And so, therefore, bringing a case against the tractor-trailer driver, uh, against the human smuggler, uh, has become almost impossible. Mayor Nuremberg and um, the, Ron Nuremberg, the mayor of San Antonio, and other officials in the city continue to say that it's not a sanctuary uh, community. However, it sh- you know, their behavior shows otherwise. There were some invoices that uh, that were shown uh, that were shown to uh, a local TV news crew um, through an open records request uh, regarding the billing to uh, an Austin-based legal firm uh, for defending the city against the lawsuit by the Texas State Attorney General over the handling of these illegal aliens of this sm- human smuggling case. Well, guess what, my friends? The bill so far, the bill so far, as of the April, as of April eighteenth, uh, is two hundred and fifty-eight thousand seven hundred twenty-eight twenty-five dollars, over two hundred and fifty-eight thousand dollars, and that that uh, that 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 amount keeps ticking, that billing keeps ticking. The municipal government uh, is paying out taxpayer money to defend, to defend itself, to defend itself and the and the city manager and the city uh, and the city police chief for not vi- for violating for violating for not ob- obeying uh the uh the immigration laws i mean do you see a problem with that do you see a problem with that instead of instead of obeying the laws of the land 
instead of supporting immigration laws, these guys went against it. And now the city taxpayers in San Antonio are paying to defend them in a court case. Yep. You know, when a community leak, when community leaders pick and choose which laws they're going to obey or ignore, the rule of law begins to, uh, to, to, to erode. If people dislike a given law, they should work within the system to change it. Municipal government should not interfere with the law enforcement, with the enforcement of immigration laws, my friends. They shouldn't, nor should taxpayers be forced to defend illegal aliens. They shouldn't. However, you know, liberals and leftists, the ones that control San Antonio City Hall and uh, the politics here, They apparently want to undermine the U.S. Constitution and justify and reward illegal immigration. For example, for example, uh, Julian Castro, the guy who the the former mayor and who's running, he is running currently for uh, president uh, on the Democratic ticket. He's a Democratic uh, candidate. He has called for the decriminalization of legal of illegal immigration. He wants illegal immigration to not be illegal anymore. And he was the former mayor. He's the former mayor, and he's ex- he exercises a ton, a ton of, uh, uh, of influence at City Hall. Then there's his brother, the congressman, Joaquin Castro. And Joaquin Castro uh, has opposed President Trump uh, on the issue of uh, the border crisis, claiming that there is no border crisis. And, uh, you know, he even proposed some uh, legislative action in the in the in the uh, in Congress to um, overturn the uh, the president's uh, the the president's uh, decree. It's amazing. And these are the these are two of the the most influential people in San Antonio and San Antonio politics. Taxpayer money should not be used to defend illegal aliens. I'll say it again. Furthermore, public officials who facilitate someone. In breaking the law, like an illegal alien, should be removed, and they should use their own money to defend themselves in court. Illegal immigration, my friends, how can I say it? How many ways can I say it? Illegal immigration is illegal, and the local police must obey all the laws, including the federal and state laws, and they should help to protect the, 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 uh, the community against illegal activities and lawbreakers. Apparently, that doesn't really matter to these liberals and leftists in San, Antonio's, uh, in, in San Antonio politics. Voters in San Antonio should remember, because there's going, there, there is an election that's happening. This, uh, this, well, as we speak, it's already started early, early election, early voting has already started, but the election itself is going to happen in May. Um, they should remember what is happening at city hall and they should remember my friends. They should remember that the defense of freedom and Liberty, it starts in your backyard at the polls. The last time there was a municipal election in San Antonio, Less than 14% of the eligible voters, of the registered voters, showed up. And you know what? The liberals won. So what does that tell you? That tells you that less than 7% of the conservatives voted. Less than 7% of the people that voted were conservatives. Less than 7% because they lost. We cannot you know, we, we cannot let, we cannot continue this, this, this situation as it is, my friends. We can't. There has to be a local rebellion in the name of the Constitution and law and order. Once again, my friends, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you from San Antonio on KLUP, 930 AM radio. We'll be right back. Hello, El Conservador listeners. If you are interested in following George Rodriguez, El Conservador, we invite you to follow him at his internet website, elconservador.net. You can also follow him on Facebook at George Rodriguez, El Conservador. 
and on Twitter at El Conservador for daily commentaries. You can also purchase his book, El Conservador, Conservative Opinions, online at Amazon.com. The book contains essays and commentaries about illegal immigration, fake news, and race relations. If you're interested in inviting El Conservador to speak to your group or event, Please contact him through Facebook or through the station at 930amtheanswer.com. El Conservador thanks you for your support. Keep the fire of freedom burning. Howdy, 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 my friends. George Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you once again from downtown. Well, it's not really downtown. It's almost downtown San Antonio. But it is deep in the heart of South Texas. At uh, any rate... um, uh, let's talk uh, here at the concluding concluding portion of uh, our program today. Um, let's uh, let me let me give you some some uh, final thoughts and commentaries because uh, this issue of uh, of uh, illegal immigration, my friends, it, it's been played racially in 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 so many ways. It has been played racially uh, to uh, to pander to uh, Hispanics. And the reason that they do that is because somehow uh, they believe that all Hispanics, all Latinos, they being the liberals and the Democrats, believe that all Hispanics, all Latinos, somehow have the same immigration experience. And that uh, the issue of the border is something that they all have in common. However, that's far from being true. The only people that have anything in common with the southern Mexican border of the United States are Mexicans or or Americans of Mexican descent. Those are the only ones. Outside of that, Cubans have nothing to do with it. Puerto Ricans have nothing to do with it. Certainly, Salvadoran Central Americans have nothing to do with it. Neither do Congolese or any or any of the Asians that are coming across at this point. This was a historical and almost cultural—I will call it cultural—situation uh, for uh, Americans of Mexican descent, like yours truly. My family has lived on the uh, in Texas and on the southern border for uh, generations, for generations, uh, six, seven generations. And the issue of illegal immigration has always been real to us because it meant job competition, competition with Mexican aliens that came across to work, to depress wages and to uh, take advantage of uh, of American society in various ways. Now, some of them did it properly. Some of them didn't. It's just that simple. Uh, my father, my grandfather, they used to call the, 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 the Mexican aliens, they used to call them mojados, wetbacks. Yes, mojados. And, uh, you know, it was, it was uh, a, a very common phrase. Uh, it was not endearing <laughs> because they didn't like it because it meant job competition for them, my friends. You know, the, the crisis that we're facing right now on the border, my friends, it endangers America every bit as much as any crisis, any crisis or war that we have ever fat, fell, uh, faced. And uh, it, it endangers us internally and externally. You know, the roots of this, uh, of, of this battle on immigration is very, very important to me, like I said, because... Uh, I, I feel it has it, it's part of my family history. It's part of our family roots. Um, when Mexico finally won its independence from 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 Spain, Spain dominated Mexico for three hundred years. When they finally declared their independence in eighteen twenty, uh, twenty five later, twenty five years later, well, twenty eight years later, in eighteen forty eight, they lost over half of their of their uh, territory. Uh, to the United States. First in 1836, they lost Texas. And then uh, in 1848, they lost uh, the rest of uh, the northern part of uh, of their country. And uh, ever since that, since then, my friends, Mexico has been uh, angry and resentful. And they have done very little to nothing regarding illegal immigration, because illegal immigration was how they got rid of their social problems. Yes, they profited uh, economically with cultural, with uh, with uh, international trade and whatnot, but uh, they also used illegal immigration as a valve to get rid of their poor. The other thing is that, unlike other immigrant groups that have come to the United States and become American, uh, because Mexico is right next door, Americans of Mexican descent 
have kept their roots, their cultural, their language. Uh, they have kept it much longer than other, than other groups. For every American of Mexican descent that assimilates, two Mexicans at least have just crossed the border and started the whole process. And so it, it has always been that way. Uh, the border has existed, and it's never really, really been protected because of its vastness. Because people with similar language, culture, and family ties uh, were on both sides of, of, the, uh, of the border. And they went back and forth almost freely. And you know what? People got used to it. People got used to being able to come across and go across the border at will. As America developed industrially, though, uh, the Mexican labor was needed more and more. And um, so Mexican labor has always played a very, very important part in the development of the Southwest. And uh, in, many, in many ways, uh, the, the, the development of uh, the economic development of the rest of America. Now, I'm not going to stand here like, uh, like the leftists and say that America has benefited completely. No, 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 no. America has benefited, but more than America has benefited, Americans of Mexican descent have benefited from America's economy, from America's uh, free markets. Yes, we have. Then there's the education system. The education system has assisted uh, in assimilation or used to assist in assimilation. Now it seems to divide and conquer. It seems to divide. It, it seems to encourage separatism. And that's a big problem, my friends, because uh, Mexicans knew, pe people knew immigrant Mexicans are being segregated. They're segregating themselves in the name of bilingual education. Yes, they are. Unlike the rest of us who became American and assimilated, they are being encouraged to be Mexican. And, to, uh, and, and on the contrary, rather than, than being taught about George Washington, they continue to be taught about uh, Juarez and... Uh, other uh, uh, other heroes of Mexico, rather than the, the ones of here that in, their, in, in, in their country, in the new country. Uh, the fact of the matter, my friends, is that we have uh, a, a a group of people that grew up culturally taking for granted, taking for granted the border. Mexicans and Americans of Mexican descent took the border for granted. Well, that was then. This is now. And today, in today's world, we cannot afford to do that. We cannot afford to do that in any form or fashion. When I worked in, in the uh, Reagan administration in 1986, um, as we saw the economy turned around by, by Reagan after the years, disastrous years under, under uh, Jimmy Carter, um, we knew, we could see, we could see that America was uh, was changing uh, on its immigration policies. It was becoming much more lax, much more accommodating to illegal immigration. And uh, many of us felt, uh, you know, this was completely, completely wrong because once you start rewarding illegal immigration, my friends, guess what? You're going to get more. I say that all the time, but it's true. Once you reward it, once you excuse it, you're going to get more. And so that's what's ha what began happening. And so somebody came up with this great idea, you know, if we're going to reform, we're going to do uh, a, a reformation of the, uh, of the uh, immigration laws, then we have to include an amnesty. Again, I screamed and yelled. I fought against it. There were several of us, many of us that fought against it. Why? Because, again, once you give an amnesty, you're going to have to give an amnesty later on. Because once you reward bad behavior, and an amnesty is rewarding bad behavior, it's rewarding illegal immigration, it is excusing it. You give an amnesty, you excuse somebody's bad behavior. And when you do that, my friends, you open the, the, a Pandora's box for other bad behavior down the road, for excusing more bad behavior. And so... Uh, we knew that if we did that, then, you know, we we're going to have to face more of it. Well, guess what? Since 1986, there have been at least 10 amnesty-type actions by, the, by uh, the, the U.S. government. At least 10 of them. One of them for Nicaraguans and Hondurans who've uh, suffered a, uh, uh, a, a hurricane disaster. 
another one for the DACA students, the DACA people who came here as children. Uh, and uh, there's been various other ones, various other ones. And they have excused illegal immigration and allowed people to stay in the United States. Well, you know, let's look at DACA, just DACA by itself. DACA is, is allowing kids or people who were kids to stay because they were brought here as kids. Well, guess what is happening in today's America, in today's immigration crisis? Kids are being brought because kids are the key for these people. You know, the other day uh, it was reported that a, that a three-year-old child was left with a note on the border. Three-year-old child left out in the woods, out in the bushes, with a note uh, as to who to contact and where he should be uh, taken, who his parents were, et cetera, et cetera. That is unconscionable, my friends. And that is happening because we have rewarded and allowed children to come into the United States unaccompanied. So, uh, you know, we, we have got the le- leftist press screaming and yelling that, look, look what uh, the, the evil Trump administration. No, no, no. It's not the evil Trump that has done it. In fact, if we had if we had strong in. Uh, if we had strong enforcement, people wouldn't be coming, period, let alone sending their children. They send their children because they know that this is a way to get in. My friends, what was a cultural attitude towards the border by Americans of Mexican descent and by Mexicans, that has got to end because this is not a cultural approach nowadays. This is a leftist approach to undermine America, uh, America, period, our laws, our system, our society, our economy, that's what it is, of flooding America with illegal immigrants, people who have no intention of assimilating and accommodating themselves into, into our, our, our nation, into our society. My friends, we have got to do something. We have got to start, first of all, punishing bad behavior instead of excusing it. Illegal immigration must not be excused. If you enter the country illegally, you should lose forever the opportunity to A, to stay an indefinite period, but number two, to ever become a citizen or a legal resident that allows you to work in the United States. Once you do that, then people will stop coming illegally. Once again, my friends, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you from San Antonio on KLUP, 9.30 a.m., The Answer. Please join us again and support us. Keep the fires of freedom burning. Till next time. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.